Thanks for joining us today to hear our latest Hope Central podcast. We trust this message will help you know more about Jesus and inspire you to be more like Him. How are we doing? It's good for you all. I'll try not to cry. That was just the worst way to start a message, wasn't it? But it's good to be here. I feel like I haven't preached for a little while. Um, I don't know what I'm doing here either. So we'll just leave it like that. I feel like I haven't been preaching for a while. It's been uh, since I think, November. So glad to be here. Thank you for those kind words. Uh, I am staggered that I've had a job in God's calling for 10 years and I can tell you I'm so proud that I've been able to, to do it and serve you guys and, and be a part of what God's called me to do because it's, it's an amazing thing. And uh, if you had asked me 10 years ago would I still be doing it, I would have thought maybe a couple of years and we'd move on. But no, God uh, has a good sense of humour, so here we are. I haven't got a clicker, so I'll probably need that at some stage soon, which would be good. That's my fault. Anyway, I get to talk about finding beauty In an ugly world, we're starting the topic of uh, finding beauty, right? Searching for beauty. So today I'm going to talk about finding beauty in an ugly world. Thanks, mate. Appreciate you. Um, It's pretty hard when you look outside to see beauty in this world, isn't it? You know, when you look around you, when you see things like the Israel conflict and Russia in Ukraine, terrible stuff, America in Iraq at the moment. You've got a drug drug epidemic all around the world at the moment. And then you have these peaceful protests that go wrong. Everywhere you look, every news agency you look at are showing these bad stories. And the more shocking, the better viewer rating. We are no longer satisfied with normal. We need extremes. We we need excess. And the more we chase the beauty, the further it gets from us. We try to manufacture beauty to help the craving in us. The world has given, us, given up on truth, but is very happy with beauty and goodness. The world says if it looks good, it must be good. If it feels good, it must be good. The world seems to be drawn towards beauty, doesn't it? Take a look at the flashy magazine covers or influencers on TikTok and Instagram. YouTube has awesome travel vloggers who give you an insight into what is a beautiful life and what that looks like. There are art exhibitions to go to, or you can go to the Fringe Festival. Fashion industries and beauty industries generate billions of dollars a year. And it shows me that it not only want beauty in our lives, but we really desire, what we really desire is to be beautiful ourselves. Looking at Instagram, there's no truth in what you see. You see the picture on the left is the beautiful picture on Instagram, but the reality is there's spots and things aren't right. The issues have caused so many, these have caused so many issues of young men and women, seeing all these beautiful people living wonderful lives. People look at these perceived beauties and become depressed because they can never achieve it. How many people have sold everything they own to go and be a travel vlogger, only to find out that no one is interested in what they do or have to say? And they have to start again and become bitter and sad about the failure. Me and Anna watch quite a few travel vloggers. We love travel, we love the world. And we watch these travel vloggers, and it is, it's all glitz and glamour, but the reality is it's really hard work. And only a lucky few get to make it, all the rest have to go back to the nine to five, and they get very disappointed with it. Drug users don't start as addicts, they start taking one form of drug they need, and they need more to get the same feeling of happiness. 
And then they need strong, stronger drugs to fulfil that, and so on and so on, and to become so reliant on that thing that they have to have just to survive. And they will do anything to get it by any means. They're no longer happy. And I would suggest that the thing they love, the thing they saw beauty in, is now the thing they hate the most. Alcohol is no different. You put on your beer goggles. Who's heard of beer goggles before? You put your beer goggles on when they're fully charged. Everything in the world looks fantastic. Everything looks prettier. Everything looks happier. Until the morning when you wake up and they've lost their charge and everything goes back the same, only this time now you've got a headache to go with it. The world is so inwardly focused and self-obsessed, it can no longer see the truth and it invents the truth to suit their own needs. We become paranoid about everything and paranoid and suspicious of everybody. COVID-19 taught us that. We can't trust the government because they're somehow trying to take our freedoms away. And we've had end-time prophets rise up because they knew the truth and nobody else knew. And they've gone off and left the church and using their own theology, they come under no covering at all. We've become so woke in this world that we can become anything we want. If anybody says anything against that, they're the enemy. It used to be that we could have differences of opinions and disagree on things, and that was okay. That was actually healthy, but not today. If what you say doesn't align with what I believe, then you're the enemy and you need to be quieted. We live in a cancel culture where if we don't agree, something needs to be done to make that opposition disappear. Anxiety is increasing in Australia like a pandemic. In fact, in the last 15 years, anxiety disorders have increased to nearly 40% in 16 to 24-year-olds, largely attributed to COVID lockdown, peer pressures from social media and the cost of living. How on earth are we going to see beauty in this ugly world? Well, the truth is, we probably won't if we keep looking at the ugly in this world. Everything around us is sad, broken, run down, miserable and hurting. How in the world can we see beauty? I said at the start of the message that my topic was finding beauty in an ugly world. However, I read it again as I was doing this to discover that one word that changed and makes all the difference to what God wants to put on my heart today and hopefully yours is finding your beauty in an ugly world. If we're trying to find beauty from this world, we're going to be sorely disappointed. Our focus is wrong. We need to fix our focus. Our lives will never be the same again if we stop looking at the ugly and focus on the beautiful. I read this quote and I love it. It says, beauty is an act of rebellion in an ugly world. And I love that thought. There is so much God-given beauty in our world. There is much man-made beauty, but we tend to focus on the ugly. And that ugliness is insidious and will suck us in before we know it. There is a battlefield for all of us. Ugliness creeps into our soul. It affects how we treat God's creation and how we treat each other. And it definitely affects how we see, each other, how we see ourselves in the mirror when we look at it. But beauty is an act of rebellion in an ugly world trying to live a beautiful life, trying to offer God worship that is sincere and beautiful and trying to treat others in a way that acknowledges the God-given beauty within them. These things are acts of rebellion in a world that would love to drag us down into despair and ugliness. We need to be worshipping God. We need to be focusing on God. And when we do, people will see that and it changes people's perspective. So who wants to start a rebellion today? What's the remedy? What does the Bible tell us the remedy is? Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, 
if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That's where our focus needs to be on the good things. We need to be thinking about those things all the time. This is where our focus must be. I think the world gets to us all and we're all overwhelmed with what we see all around us. I can tell you in all honesty, there have been times in my 10 years here where I've wanted to quit. I've gone away to go and talk to God and tell him I'm going to quit. And uh, not once, but a few times. And in the end, last year, the end of last year was particularly tough. Um, I had accusations made about me that weren't true. Anna had accusations made about her that weren't true. Um, I had feelings of doubt um, about what I was doing. I had some negative comments thrown my way, and all of which took my focus from what God wanted me to look at. Has it ever happened to you? Have you ever been somewhere where someone says something to you that's just knocked you rotten or, or something's happened in your life that's tough and you can't get through it, it's really hard. It takes your focus off of what you're called to do, what you're meaning to do. It is really hard. Let me tell you this. God on every occasion has redirected my focus back to him and off the things that were distractions. Every time I do, my love and my trust is restored in him. Every time. And every time is when I'm deliberate about it, when I'm sitting in the beauty of his creation, taking time away from the things of the world and immersing yourself in the beauty of the world. I can tell you, I, that's what I do. I go away to complain. I go and sit in, in nature. I go sit at a beach or I sit in a, a forest somewhere and I talk to God and every time he redirects me. But it has to be a deliberate act. You have to chase after it, desire it, expect it and cherish it. I promise you, the more you do it, the more you want to do it. The more you immerse yourself in what God's got for you, the more you'll want it in your life. Jesus didn't come to this world to point his finger at people and tell them what they were doing wrong. Jesus came to this world to point his finger at the Father to let them know how they can make it right. The world would say, look at me, look at me. But Jesus said, look at him. And he always saw the beauty in God's creation. When we see God's beauty, everything else pales into insignificance. When we see God's beauty and look through his eyes, we have hope again, and that's really important. People struggle with hope. Every day there are people out in this world who are struggling with hope, who are struggling with the things that are overbearing them. When we look at God's beauty through his eyes, we can have hope again. In Luke 20, 45 and 47, it says, And in hearing of all these people, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes, and love greetings in the, greeting in the marketplace and best seats in the synagogues and the places of honour at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for pretense make long prayers. They will receive great condemnation. And it goes on, and this story is, is the beautiful story in Luke 21, 1 to 4. It says, Jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts in the offering box and he saw a poor widow putting in two small copper coins. And he said... Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more in than all of them. For they all contribute out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in and she had to live she had all that she had to live on. What a magnificent picture of how Jesus looks at us. That he doesn't look at the flashy and all that sort of thing. He looks at the heart. Jesus was a shining example to us of how we should live our lives when it comes to seeing beauty in our lives. On every occasion when Jesus stopped to spend time and talk with someone and share with them, he always got down to the level. He never condemned them. My two favourite stories is when the lady at the well and the lady who was found in adultery, and what I noticed most about those two stories 
is when Jesus is talking to them, he gets down to their level. You know, the well, he's sitting on the ground beside her uh, with a lady who is going to be stoned. He bent down and wrote in the sand. Every time Jesus gets down to people's level, Jesus never lords it over people where he could, but he doesn't. Jesus shows God's beauty by being beautiful, by being at the same level. He doesn't stoop down to do the same as they do, to make connection. He stoops down to know that we're on the same level here. We're, we're in this together. We are created to see beauty. God is beautiful and we are created in his image. And this is why as a race, we actively seek beauty. But we need to look in the right places. God's creation is pretty incredible, but we need to look in the right places. I've read that. You don't have to look far to find it. Everything around us screams God. And I always say this, you look at a place like the Grand Canyon or you know, the outback Australia is magnificent. Look at the wildlife, look at birds and the animals we have that God's created. They're magnificent. But we sort of tend to not look at them. We keep our head down and look at the things that are right in front of us that are making us sad. Lift your eyes a bit, have a look. Can't stress this enough. If life is weighing you down at the moment, you need to get up and move from where you are and change your view for a while. You need to be deliberate in your search for beauty and you need to have like-minded people to do life with you who help you see new horizons and change your perspective on life. Don't stay where you are today and expect different outcomes or things to just work out. It won't. You need to look for it. You need to ask God to show it to you. Don't mope around and don't complain about circumstances. Go and find your beauty. Ask God to help you see the beauty, not only in appearance, but also in action. We love to see beauty in action, don't we? I have permission to tell this story. So, you know, don't think I'm a bad guy. It ends out well, okay? (laughs) Most of you who know Anna will think, what a beautiful, wonderful, caring, kind, loving person she is. Is that correct? Absolutely. I'm here to tell you (laughs) a little story about Anna. It'll be our secret. It doesn't need to go any further than this at all. Yeah, you have to cut this out of the video. Anna wasn't always like that. Not with certain people. Some time ago, I don't know how many people remember, we used to have uh, breakfast together here. And we used to get people, very colourful people from local community off the street, homeless, drug affected, alcohol affected people come and they would have breakfast in those offices there and we'd feed them for nothing and it was a great act of kindness. And as we would come in for church, sometimes there might be a couple there having a ciggy out the front of church or swearing at one another or better still having a punch up in the the car park as we come in. And Anna would see, the, see these things and say to me, why? Why, are they, why do they do this? Why can't they tidy themselves up before they come? Why can't, why can't they not do this? They may know this is our church. and this, Why would they look like that? Why would they smell like that? <laughs> I just added that bit. She's never said that ever. <laughs> Anna really struggled with the whole situation. And Anna used to talk to God and say, God, why are they like this? Change them, make them different, help them to give up smoking, help them to stop swearing. Why can't they see you like I see you? Why can't they do that? And she was praying, and this is over time, God said to her, you need to see them as I see them. Not see them for who they are, but see them as God sees them. And Anna one day was here singing with this sword going through her mind as she's praying, singing at the end of the service. And a man from one of these breakfast that came forward got saved pretty average looking guy 
but he got saved. And Anna saw him exactly as God saw him. She was broken. Her heart completely, completely broke. Didn't see him physically, but felt the love that God has for these people in him. And it changed her life completely. Changed her life because she saw the beauty. The reason why Anna is the beautiful person you see today is because she saw the beauty in them as they were created by God. The other amazing thing is you see the beauty in Anna because she first saw the beauty in God. Anna sees people completely different than before and what she sees in others, others see in her. They see God. When we fill up on God's beauty, it can't help but come out and others see it and want it. They may not know what it is, but they want it. Some time later, I was uh, sharing in Victoria Square to homeless people, drunk people, and uh, gave a call to salvation about and a carpet guy. I think Glenn got saved that day. I think he's saying, yes, I want to accept Jesus. And there you see Anna with her head under a homeless lady's armpit and praying with her and absolutely loving her because that's what God can do. When you see God's beauty in your life, it changes everything and it wrecks you forever and people see it in you. The problem we have is we get our sense of worth from others and when that doesn't happen, we lose our sense of meaning. Viktor Frankl, who was an Austrian psychologist and Holocaust survivor, said, when a person can't find a deep sense of meaning, they distract themselves with pleasure. He also said, ever more people today have the means to live, but not the meaning to live for. And I think that's spot on. We have everything at our fingertips, don't we? We can do whatever we want in life. We can go anywhere we want. We can possess anything we want. We have no meaning to life. If meaning is chasing after that, it's the wrong meaning. We're not doing it right. We need to start practicing gratitude. We need to grow an attitude of gratitude. And I've seen it firsthand where people have had beautiful lives, beautiful families, beautiful houses, beautiful cars, and don't see any of it because they're so focused on what the person next door has. That that's the whole distraction. They don't see what they've been given. They don't see the God gifts they've been given. They only see what they want. They've lost the art of gratitude. We forget that we crave carnal things as beauty. We forget that those things that give us status and power are temporal. We chase after the things that will burn up and fade away. So what are you chasing today? What do you need in your life to see beauty? Can I suggest if you're not happy with your lot in life, perhaps your focus is wrong. Matthew 6.21 says, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Every day we need to be thankful for what we have. Then we'll be truly satisfied and the ugliness of this world will never stick to us. If we're truly satisfied in who we are in God, nothing of this world can bother us. When I feel weighed down by the things around me and I'm asking God whether I should quit or not, I think of this, Luke 1, 2, 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Focus on those things. Can I have the band come, please? I can stand up here today and openly say to you, if God hadn't revealed his beauty to me, this world would have absolutely gobbled me up. I've done so many things wrong in my life, I've hurt people I've loved. I've caused issues that should never have happened. And I sometimes feel like I should be the last person standing on this stage talking to you. I think that regularly. 
But I've seen God's beauty and I've seen how much he likes me, even when I don't deserve it. I've felt his hand on my shoulder when I've been sad. And because of that, I know I'm right where he's called me to be. Because of that, people will see me as a new person. I've run into old friends who ask me what I do now for a living and I tell them and they nearly fall over. And then they say, well, I'm thankful you did because I remember what you're like and you're a completely changed person. But do you know what the great thing about that is? I actually get to share the gospel with them then. They ask me, why would you do it? What happened in your life? Why would you do that? Because of what's inside me, I'm able to share and give it to other people because they need that beauty in their life. Today, my challenge to you is this. Go out today and find God's beauty somewhere. Go and look for it and thank Him for it. Keep filling up on it. The more you do, the more you want to do it. I promise you, the more you look around you and see God's beauty in nature, in everything that's around us, the more you'll want to see for see it and the more you'll chase after it and look for it. You need to change your focus today. You need to know that God is beautiful. His creation is beautiful. This world can be a really ugly place, but with God in your heart, with God in your vision, you'll see that beauty and it will change your life forever. And other people will see that beauty and that will change their life forever as well. So let me encourage you today as you leave, go and look at someone that's beautiful. Go and thank God for it. If something's weighing you down, sit down and talk to God about it and sit in His beauty and your life will be changed forever.